Welcome to the Real Life English Podcast, where we help dedicated English learners just like you cultivate the courage, the confidence, and the skills that you need to understand real life native English, to communicate clearly with people from all around the world, and to make your life an epic global adventure. Now, are you ready to go beyond the classroom and start living your English? Can I get an aww, yeah? Sorry, I didn't understand you. These are phrases every language learner dreads hearing. It interrupts the flow of conversation. It makes you question your skills in the language. It makes you feel embarrassed and ashamed. Maybe it even makes you just want to keep your mouth shut. But it does not have to be so bad. That's why in today's episode, we are giving you some terrific tips to help you avoid having this issue in the future and communicate confidently. Yeah, boys and girls, citizens of the world, this is Ethan from Real Life English, where we believe that listening to podcasts is a fun, natural, convenient, and magnificent way to learn English. So download this podcast and listen to it while you're stuck in traffic, riding your bike, out on safari, or even at the gym. So I'm joined here in the global studio, as per usual, by the lovely Kase. How's it going, Kase? I'm well, thanks, Ethan. Thanks for asking. Do you have a common alternative in South Africa for the word lovely? Uh, we would just say lekker. I think lekker is lekker. one of those versatile words that we use whenever something's good. Lovely. It's lekker. So could you say like the lekker kasse? Or would that sound strange? <laughs> <laughs> no, you no, I, it, well, maybe depending <laughs> on um, how casual your the relationship is between yourself and the other person you could say oh you're so lekker you're fun you're you're lovely but i no i wouldn't use it in that context i might say no i don't think there's a better word let's, <laughs> let's stick with that one <laughs> let's stick with lovely all right so before we started recording we were talking all about we both listened to a recent podcast with a south african uh, native boyd vardy who's uh does something something like a safari guide? Maybe maybe he wouldn't call himself a safari guide, but we were uh, talking about that. And you live near where all of that happens and everything, so hence the hopefully if someone mm-hmm. goes out on safari in South Africa, you can also improve your English at the same time. But listen to this podcast. Yeah, it's it's an amazing one. I think um, you know the conversation that he had uh, during that podcast was incredible. I think even as a South African, it's it's mind-blowing you know the things that he's experienced and um yeah it's 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 fantastic i I recommend it to everyone i think it's it would be great a great listen and you should come to south africa and come and check it out yourself yeah it's definitely made me keen to go down there and and have some sort of experience like that but i think part of that is just because this guy's such an amazing storyteller like there were parts of it where i'm just laughing out loud in my kitchen listening to this podcast because he's just really makes you feel like you know you're there and you're you're experiencing it with him. Yeah, he's brilliant. <laughs> so anyways, uh today we're not talking about safari, but I thought that might be a fun <laughs> recommendation for people since we were just talking about it. And now we have a shout out to a very special app user and listener before we get into today's main topic all about what to do when people don't understand you in conversation. So this is from Carla. Carla says, hi, Ethan and Kasse. I've been learning a lot with you guys. I'd say two years ago and this podcast, 
really changed my life completely. I feel more confident and also able to remember some words and phrasal verbs. I will be always hanging around here. Thank you so much, guys. Kisses from Dublin. Amazing. And that's great because it sounds like she's not actually a native English speaker, but she's living in Dublin. So hopefully it's helping you in your encounters uh, living there. And if you want us to shout you out, we'll do our very best, but uh, head over, try out our app if you haven't yet. And if you enjoy the experience, then leave us a five-star review on the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. And that way we can find it and give you a shout out just like we have for Carla today. Thanks so much, Carla, for being a fan. And before we roll into today's main topic, we have a kick-ass quote. So today's quote comes from Napoleon Hill, who is the author of a really fantastic book called Think and Grow Rich. Have you read this one, Kaiser? I haven't, but I it is on my list of must-reads for this year. Mm. So Napoleon Hill, I think it was in the late 1800s or early 1900s. I might be, I'm horrible with dates. I believe around that time period, he was just really fascinated by what makes people successful, you know, like... Um, trying to think of the, there's an entrepreneur whose last name was Carnegie. I can't think of his first name right now, but he was like the richest man in America. And many people like this, he was just very curious, you know, what makes these people so successful? And so he did years and years and years of research on this. And this book basically was the culmination of uh, the things that he saw that these people were doing that made them different. So it sounds like a little bit woo-woo, which would be something that sounds like, you know, um, not tangible or it's maybe based on you know, kind of like hippie beliefs or something like this. But it's actually uh, just very much about kind of the, what are the thought process? How do these people think and how do they do things? So I highly recommend that. It's it's an older book, but it's still completely relevant today uh, for the most part. So anyways, today's quote uh, from Napoleon Hill is, effort only fully releases its reward after a person refuses to quit. So what what do you believe that means, can I say? So the effort that you put into something, you'll only really see the reward of that effort if you keep going. If you don't stop, if you don't doubt yourself and give up, you'll see the effort in the end of all of that. We all want to, for example, go to the gym for a week and already feel like, you know, we're like this this buff supermodel or something like that. But of course, those sort of results only come when you're, you know, putting in the effort every day, every week, over months. And really, I think that's what sets experts apart is that they, they've built those habits, right? They, they show up even when they really don't want to. They do things not because they want to do them, but because they see that it's, it's necessary. So I thought that that was very appropriate for today's topic because a lot of times if someone doesn't understand us, right, it just makes us want to give up. It makes us want to quit, makes us feel like we'll never be successful. But that's what separates the people who have become, you know, who have been able to learn English even to the point of maybe sounding almost like a native from people who end up giving up is that they just they just keep going at they just show up every day and they put in the hard work precisely yeah so that's a perfect place for us to jump into today's main topic if you have ever felt these feelings that we've talked about then hopefully the tips we'll give you today will be really helpful all right kase i'll let you do the honors of sharing the first tip that we have All right. So the first point is, if at first you don't succeed, try, try and try again. 
And this is actually an expression or an idiom that you might hear in an English-speaking country, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. I think it's a little bit cliche mm -hmm. because, um, you know, we hear it all the time. We think like, yeah, sure, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you know, I've tried. I've, I'm putting in the effort. I'm, you know, I'm not seeing any reward. But it really is something that, as, as you mentioned, I think if you're putting in the consistent effort, you're going to see the reward at the end of it. Eventually, maybe not now, but eventually you will. So I think it, you know, it might sound cliche. We go, yeah, yeah, whatever. But it's true. <laughs> it, it definitely is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I think another cliche we could use here is like, believe in yourself. You know, when the, when the going gets tough, when things are really difficult on your, your journey to learn English or to, to achieve anything, it's really just the difference between someone who's successful and someone who's not is that the person who's not gave up, you know, they stopped believing in themselves. But the person who's ultimately successful, they just, they kept going at it. They kept, you know, telling themselves they can do it. And even though maybe you fail, you know, a thousand times, eventually you're going to get to the point where, where one of the times you're successful. So just keep at it. Just like see the mistakes, right. As, as, uh, as a ladder, you know, a rung on the ladder. Yeah, precisely. I, I agree. I think it's like, you know, try again, try new strategies, try a different approach, try, you know, getting in touch with someone else who might be able to help you just keep going. You know, it doesn't have to be doing the same thing over and over. It's about figuring out better strategies and better ways to do what you're trying to, what you're trying to do. <laughs> yeah. It's being really curious too. I think like a really good thing too, out of what you were saying is, um, you know, trying other things because sometimes we think that there's only one way. Mm -hmm. Like for example, most people will think, oh, I have to go to English classes. And maybe you're going to English class like three times a week, but then you get an opportunity to speak English with someone outside of the classroom and you're just, you don't know what to say because you haven't had enough of that kind of practice. Mm -hmm. um, or maybe because that classroom setting doesn't really work for you. So it's trying different things, you know, not just trying what externally you believe is is what is is the way to do something but experimenting with lots of different things, you know, watching just because someone says something, for example, in one YouTube video, that piece of advice might not work for you. So, you know, keep learning things, keep being curious and keep trying new things. And eventually you'll find something that really fits and it's really effective and it's going to help you to, to reach those goals. Yeah, I agree. I think that's, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the, the next tip? All right. So the next one is, be patient with yourself and the other person. Yeah, that's a, a great piece of advice because, I mean, we've talked, we just talked about, uh, you know, believing in yourself, being really patient with yourself as well and seeing that it's a learning process, seeing that these kind of, that results don't happen overnight. It's not like you can study for three months and then you sound just like an American or British person or Australian, South African. You have to really keep putting in the effort, that deliberate practice pouring the sweat and blood and tears into it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I also think like when it comes to, you know, language learning, I think that people get so frustrated um, when other people don't understand them. And I think they, they get frustrated because obviously, uh, as you mentioned, you feel embarrassed, you feel, you know, like you're not doing enough, but this is part of the process. If they're not understanding you, it's okay. Be patient with them. And then, do the same for yourself, you know, give, give yourself some slack. That's a, that's great. I like that. It's, it's not just be patient with yourself, but with the other person. Cause I know in my own experience too, is sometimes, you know, when you're speaking a language, that's not your mother tongue another person doesn't understand you. It's like, it can be really easy to get frustrated with that person. Like it's their fault. Right. But we, you have to remember like, um, you know, that 
it look in the mirror, right? Like, okay, what am I doing that's not letting this person understanding me? Of course, it could be maybe based on that person that they don't have much experience speaking with people who aren't native speakers and they're not used to hearing different accents. And so their ears aren't so open or attuned to that. But at the same time, uh, it's necessary to kind of be proactive and look like, okay, I can't change that, but what can I change about what I'm doing, my approach, so that this other person will be able to, to understand me and will be able to make that communication possible. Exactly. Has this ever happened to you? Have you experienced this before? All the time. <laughs> <laughs> I still, <laughs> definitely if I'm tired and stuff, it's like I definitely just want to fall into like blaming the other person. It's not my fault, but I know that's that's never true. It's always like, there's probably something maybe, especially if I'm tired, like maybe there's something off with my pronunciation. Maybe I'm not fully enunciating something. Maybe I'm, I'm just, um, um, muttering, you know, yeah. that even happens to me in English. Sometimes if I'm tired, it's just like, I'm not opening my mouth enough and, mm. and it can make it even when I speak English hard for people to understand. So, you know, I think it's, it's really important to, to always have that proactive approach. Like, okay, what can I do in this moment to help facilitate the communication? Yeah, that's true. I, I think like, uh, like when I started, I'm still a beginner in Portuguese, <laughs> but when I, right at the beginning, when I started working with like, uh, speaking partners, you know, just, I, I, I didn't get why they didn't understand that I'm a beginner because they would go, I don't know what you're saying. And I'm like, but I'm saying it correctly. Like I'm, you know, I'm trying my best. <laughs> Just give me, give me a chance, you know, stop telling me that you don't understand me. And I hated that feeling. So, I mean, I, I understand the frustration, but then I, as I said, you know, being patient with that person, as you said, you know, they might not be used to <laughs> speaking with non-natives. So yeah, it's, it's a big one. Certainly happens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's where, you know, it can be really helpful to have a teacher because you're paying them to be patient with, with you, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have the obligation. So it's kind of like you get to practice with them. And then when you go out there into the real world and you're having a conversation with someone who maybe doesn't have that experience, might not be so patient with yeah. you, then, you know, you've already done that practice. Um, so the next tip is don't beat yourself up. What does that mean if someone beats themselves up? When you beat yourself up, you're really, you know, you're getting frustrated with yourself. You know, you're, you're almost punishing yourself for what you did wrong. Um, and in this case, when you beat yourself up because you're making mistakes, it means that you're, you're basically, you're, you're making yourself feel bad. Um, when you're already in a bad situation, you already made the mistake and now you're making yourself feel even worse. So it's like kind of the dark side of what we were talking about, about that maybe, the approach where you're kind of like looking at what can you improve and stuff, but it'd be maybe not as constructive sense of like, you know, I just need to try harder or I just need to enunciate this in a, a little bit better or, or um, try a different pronunciation or whatever the case is. Some of the other things we're talking about, it'd be kind of like a dark side of that where you're saying like, oh, I'm, I'm so stupid or I'll never get this right or mm -hmm. I'm a bad language learner or anything like this that that's also not helping you right in any way if you're telling you because you're you're not stupid you're learning a language it's difficult it's really challenging for everyone it's, uh you know if you don't have um the luxury or the or the the good fortune to grow up with this language sometimes then you didn't have all that practice when you were a kid and you're an adult having to learn a language then it's natural it's going to be difficult yeah, that's true. I think I, I like how you phrase that. Like it's the dark side. Um, of, it is like, you, you know, you're, you're speaking to yourself, you're having these, you know, dialogues uh, with yourself and you're like, you know, you're so stupid. Like, oh, the person didn't understand you. It's your fault. You didn't study hard enough. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just, it's not a good way to go. You should um, 
speak, speak positivity. Tell yourself, okay, you made a mistake. You know, really be conscious of what you're telling yourself, I think, is the is the solution to that. Um, you know, have positive dialogues with yourself as a language learner because, um, yeah, the, the opposite is just going to bring you down. You're going to end up giving up um, as a result. Yeah. And we don't want that. And it's exactly, it's not, it's not helping you at all. So I think with all the tips we're giving today is like, you know, how in that moment where you're going to, and it's inevitably going to happen to all of you that are listening at some point, someone's not going to understand you. Uh, at some point you might have difficulty communicating what you want to say. And so don't do something like, you know, t- calling yourself stupid in your head or, uh, or getting angry with the other person. Cause not, neither of those things are going to help you in that moment. So instead kind of take a deep breath if you meditate, hopefully th- this will be easier for you because you can kind of try to get present to that moment, ground yourself, and then try again. Yeah, maybe laugh it off. Like <laughs> Laugh it off too, depending on the situation. Yeah, <laughs> it can yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's better that way. Or own, sorry, am I jumping ahead here? But like own the mistake. Go like, oh wait, you didn't understand mm. me? Okay, let me, re- okay, I'm jumping ahead. <laughs> okay, let's go. <laughs> sorry, but yeah. That's a good one though, to to just own it, right? Is, yeah. is be like, you know, I made a mistake. Let me try that again. I mean, you can even say that to that person, right? It's like, you know what? It's not my first language. Let me try saying this in a different way so you can understand me. And I think, I mean, maybe you could be talking to someone who's just not very nice. Mm-hmm. And in that case, maybe you can politely excuse yourself and go talk to someone else if the situation <laughs> allows. But uh, I think it's definitely with most people, they're going to be kind and understanding. You can say, you know what? Let me try to say that a different way. Yeah. I think especially with like job interviews. So this is also, I mean, this is a side little note here, but I think, you know, you you have a job interview in English and you didn't get it. And you're assuming that maybe it's because your English was not good enough. Maybe it wasn't, but now, you know, now you've identified that, you know, this is what Mm -hmm. I need to work on. So always like, think of it as like, okay, I can, I can learn from this. I can get better from this. And um, don't beat yourself up here. It's not going to help the situation, as you said. So I think just take the good from it, which is the lesson I need to improve. I think too, with a, a big part of this is just being able to kind of embrace vulnerability. You know, uh, there's a really famous, um, I think it'd be called like a sociologist or social psychologist, something like that, uh, Brene Brown. And she has a very famous TED talk all about this, but, and like, I think it's created this whole movement of like pro vulnerability. Right. But, uh, that can be something to kind of dig into if you find that you're like the kind of person who really has trouble, like opening up to other people or, you know, sharing your emotions or sharing that you're not perfect, then it can be good to dig a little bit into that, um, that line of thinking. All right. So our next tip is paraphrasing. So what is paraphrasing, Kase? So paraphrasing is basically taking what someone has said or listening to what someone has said and then putting it into your own words. Right. So it's something you could even practice at home, right? Is, is if you're, I don't know, you're watching a TED talk or you're listening to this podcast, even you could take something that we just said and mm-hmm. pause and then be like, okay, how would I explain to someone what I just heard? And that can be a good way for you to kind of practice your communication. Um, but I mean, you could also, maybe you were just explaining this long thing to someone and they didn't understand. And then you're like, okay, well, let me paraphrase. Let me try saying that in a different way so that you can understand me. Yeah, right? that's true. It also helps for like uh, checking whether you understood correctly. So you could go like, okay, so mm. let me get this right. You, What you're trying to say is blah, 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 blah. So you can actually check for understanding in that way too. And obviously when you're speaking um, you can just rephrase or um, 
yeah, say it in a different way to make sure that the other person understands what you're saying. That tends to be great for communication, right? Because you're you're showing the other person that you're listening, or at least you're trying to listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which people appreciate, right? Um, all right. Do you want to share the next tip, Kasia? Sure. Okay. So diagnose the problem. So in this case, say it slower, enunciate more. Yeah. You were, before we started recording too, you were mentioning like your, your son, I think you said he's two years old, right? And he's going to a speech therapist. I mean, it's something that even happens to native speakers of languages. Sometimes you have something that doesn't allow you to speak in the standard way, I guess, the, the uh, or speak in a way that, that facilitates communication. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, it's something that you should not be ashamed of. It's completely normal. It happens to virtually everyone. None of us are come out of the womb and we're just like, roll out, like speaking perfect, <laughs> some language. <laughs> yeah. So we're all human beings. But um, yeah, I like this idea because like if you're going to like even like your son has to go to a speech therapist because there's been a problem diagnosed, right? Yeah. And so I think people learning English or learning another language, uh, if you're realizing maybe in, in certain situations people aren't understanding you, well, is it you know is it due to the vocabulary that you're using? Is it due to uh, maybe you're trying to use connected speech because you want to sound like a native, but you're not doing it properly mm-hmm. and it's just confusing? Or maybe the context, like do you speak? mostly to uh, people who are also English learners. In that case, maybe you don't want to use very much slang and stuff because mm-hmm. they might not know it. So uh, kind of figuring out, you know, what is the problem and then working on that, be it something that's more related to the content, like the the vocabulary, slang, expressions, or is it due more to maybe um, like pronunciation or intonation or, you know, that you're... Exactly. you're uh, not enunciating clearly, you're mumbling like I do sometimes. <laughs> I do too. Um, yeah, I think with, you know, diagnosing the problem and um, as you mentioned, yeah, my son goes to speech therapy too because he has a problem, you know, with certain sounds. And I, as I mentioned before, you know, sometimes you think it's because I'm not speaking loud enough. I need to speak loudly and clearly. But the reason you're not speaking clearly is because you have perhaps a problem with certain sounds. So you're not hearing it correctly or you're not able to, you know, identify that you're shaping your mouth in the wrong way when you're making the sound. So what speech therapy does is it really helps you to identify those really tiny um, problems in your speech. And yeah, I think it's a, it's a diagnosing, as we spoke about before as well, is not necessarily going to a speech therapist. It could be speaking to your teacher, your tutor, you know, someone who can counsel you and guide you um, and help you identify those problems so that you, you're able to speak more clearly. So, yeah, I think it's, it's definitely something. It's a must-do <laughs> for everyone mm. learning a new language. Right. And something you said before, too, was really important about the awareness, because a certain sound might not exist in our native language. We think that we're saying it correctly, but we're not, because we can't even clearly hear the difference between what that sound actually is and what we're perceiving it as. So, um, yeah, this might happen, for example, like the schwa sound. That doesn't exist in, it's the most common sound in English, but it doesn't exist in a lot of other languages. So Spanish speakers, for example, tend to have a lot of difficulty with this. And they they see like the letter E, and so they always want to say that as E, but a lot of times it's going to be a, uh, right, for, for um, in, in English. So if you have a teacher who can say like, no, it's, you know, they can, they can show you the difference and they can help you really to drill out on that so that you're, you're, um, 
you're overcoming some of these these fossilized mistakes. You're overcoming some of this uh, first language interference uh, that's going to prevent other people from understanding you. Yeah, and that that awareness is so important um, because if you, if you don't know that you're making the mistake, how can you fix it? So that's why it is important to you know speak to someone who might be able to guide you and and help you identify those problems. Just a quick interruption to ask you a question. Do you ever feel frustrated when you are listening to a podcast, watching a TV series, or you are in a conversation in English and you do not understand what is said? Wouldn't it be great if there was some way to understand real English without getting lost and without getting bored? Well, now there is. With our Real Life Native Immersion course, we will take you on a 41-week real-life adventure of the English language, each week exploring a different topic connected to our goal to help you understand and use your English in the real world. Just imagine understanding your favorite TV series without subtitles, or confidently speaking with someone and comprehending everything they say. You can do it, and we're here to help. And the best part is, you can try it for free with our three-part power learning series. Just go to reallifeglobal.com slash pod to sign up. That's P-O-D. Or simply click the link in the description of this episode. Another reason your speech might not be as clear as you'd like it to be is that maybe you're going through something, you know, at that particular point in your life. Um, we've all been there. We've all been stressed, you know, maybe due to an exam or something happening in your personal life or at work. And it does affect the way that we speak. For example, there are times when I'm stressed and I speak really fast and, you know, my words are all connected and it's all jumbled and it sounds like nonsense. <laughs> so um, in this case, you know, it's important to to realize whether, you know, where you're at at that moment, you know, whether you, the way that you're feeling is affecting your speech. I think this is also an important um, thing to identify when it comes to the clarity of your speech. Most definitely. And, you know, being stressed out or being anxious is completely normal when you're speaking another language, right? Is mm-hmm. If you're not so used to that, then, and especially if you're a shy person or you're more introverted, then when you get in those situations, you might already be starting from a place where, you know, you're, you're really nervous and that can, that can actually like affect your anatomy, right? It can cause your throat to like mm-hmm. close up. It can cause your, your entire body to kind of like close up and that, mm-hmm. that, that tense. Yeah. Being so like tense that way, uh, a lot of times can affect how you sound. And then, you know, it's more difficult for the person to understand you. So of course there's, um, different levels of this, but there's different things that you can also do to, if you notice that you're this type of person, then maybe um, meditation could be helpful, like we talked about Mm. before, so that you can kind of get better at being more present in the moment, uh, recognizing these feelings and not letting them kind of like overrun you. Uh, Maybe doing something, you know, before you're going to have one of these things that's going to help you reduce stress, like maybe doing some exercise or even having like something to squeeze or punch or something like that, depending on the situation. And having a lot of practice, I think, also helps those things just because you get more used to it, right? That's true. And it definitely affects, like, your tone, the clarity of the sounds, the flow of your speech. As I said, when I get stressed, I tend to, like, you know, speak really fast. And, you know, everything sounds like it's one thing. And people can't really follow what you're saying. So I think when it comes to these um, these tips that you've given, like, you know, you know, meditate, maybe breathe, try breathing exercises, um, in this, in this situation, Mm. try just before I, you know, have this conversation, I'm going to take, 
10 deep breaths and I'm going to really just breathe better <laughs> before I start this conversation. Um, just to help yourself relax. Um, it's, it's important. It can be good too, just to like focus on your body language a little bit. Like if you notice that you're actually physically like closing up, just take a moment to like, you know, re recalibrate. So, you know, notice are your, what are your feet like right now? Are your shoulders, like, are they, your shoulders up really high? Can you like just help your body to, to relax, to let go and everything. And then that's going to just help also, they, they talk about this like body mind connection, right? So mm. when you do that, it just kind of like helps your brain to also be like, okay, I'm, I'm safe, you know? This is true. This is true. Again, awareness and like a conscious sort of like, we all think of like the way that we speak as like, it's just, it's, you know, it's just, this is how I sound. This is my voice. No, you can consciously, you can control all of this. You can control your, your body and your voice. You, you have that ability. And I think once you become aware of how to do it, it's, yeah, life's easier that way. Awareness is key. Mm -hmm. All right. What's our next tip? Okay. Our next tip is ask the person what they didn't understand. Yeah. We talked about patience with the other person, but I mean, that other person, it's a, there's like a two-way dialogue happening, right? So you can always, if the person says, you know, sorry, I didn't understand or whatever the case is, you could say, you could actually ask them, you know, like, um, what exactly didn't you understand? And maybe they'd say like, oh, like, I don't know what you meant by this word mm. or, or, uh, you know, I didn't really catch what you were saying. And can you, can you say it again? Can you say it slower? Can you, whatever. And you're kind of turning that person into a help. And of course it depends on what situation you're in. If you're just having a quick interaction somewhere, maybe you just want to repeat it again. So the person understands you, but if you're actually like in a conversation with someone, especially if it's someone that you have, um, somewhat of a close relationship with, I think it's always appropriate to, to dig a little bit. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think it's, um, you know, as you said, like these all tie into one another, like obviously you're now you're being patient with yourself and with the other person, you know, you're realizing, okay, I want to fix this. So you ask the person, you know, what didn't you understand? And you're, you correct that mistake. Uh, so yeah, I agree. It's always good to, to just make sure that you're, you're open to, to that. And you're not going to get upset when they tell you, Oh, I, I didn't understand anything you just said. <laughs> Can you repeat Your grammar sucks. all of it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And again, it comes up back to, you know, not being hard on yourself, not yeah. beating yourself up, but just, um, always just taking that feedback openly. Right. And, and saying like, okay, you know, this is an opportunity to improve. So we already we're starting to mention this, but you can actually use this as an opportunity to identify the weak points in your speech. So really seeing this as, you know, the same as if you're a soccer player and you've been practicing and the big game's coming up and then seeing, you know, okay, this conversation I'm about to have, be it a job interview or just be it that you're out at a bar and you're meeting people is an opportunity to to actually be playing a big game like you would with a, with a sport. So, um, and of course, you know, when you go out and you play the game, you're going to make mistakes and everything, but, you know, kind of trust that you've been practicing and everything. If you make mistakes, it's okay. Just try again, just keep going. Exactly. I think, um, like, there's so many, like, I say like all the time. I use fillers to way too much. <laughs> um, so that is another thing that, you know, can hinder um, the other person from you know, understanding what you're trying to say, because they're getting lost in all the ums, uhs, like these things can be a problem. If now that I'm aware of it, I'll stop. I'll try not to do it. So I think that when it comes to, you know, filler words or using slang or um, even 
you know, local dialect. For example, we, if I say, if I, every other word out of my mouth was, you know, was local South African word. And I said, oh, that's so quiet. That's so lacquer. And you might be focusing on these words that are new to you. So you're not really <laughs> focusing on anything else I'm saying. So it's important to, you know, realize how you can improve or things you can cut out, things you can leave out of your speech so that you can actually be more clear. You can speak more clearly and be more, be easily understood. So what can I leave out of my Most speech? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> what can I not, what can I stop doing that yeah. might help? Um, yeah. And again, it's like, if you're getting really nervous, that might cause you to start speaking really fast. So just noticing that if you just, a body language can be really helpful like yours, but also the other person's, if you notice the other person just looks really confused, you could say, you can ask them like, like, oh, sorry, are you following me? Um, do you get me? You know, you might not want to say, do you understand? That's, I think, not so colloquial usually in English to say like, do you understand? But are you following me? Do you know what I mean? It might be things that we would say and it would sound very natural, right? Um, maybe too, if the person's kind of like shuddering or something, like they're closing up, like maybe pay attention. Are you speaking really loud or something like that? And or doing something maybe that's causing another person to distance themselves from the conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, it might, it might also be a them thing. I'm just thinking, you know, listening to what you're saying. It could be a them yeah. thing. They're distracted. <laughs> they're, you know, they have a meeting coming up. They have a lot going on. They're not listening. <laughs> so I think you should also <laughs> bear that in mind. I think, as we said, be patient uh, with the other person and yourself. But yeah, it, maybe in this case, you know, it's really not something you're doing. It could just be them. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's definitely like uh, you always have to just take it with a grain of salt which means that, you know, you have to weigh the different things that are happening in the conversation and stuff mm -hmm. and, and maybe not take it so personally all the time. Sometimes you do need to take it personally, but it's not always the case. So Exactly. <laughs> so what's our last tip in the list today, Kase? Okay, so the last tip is say it again, but with more emphasis on using body language to emphasize or explain what you're trying to say. So you can use other nonverbal resources like showing something on your phone, pointing, making a sound, or miming it, or even writing it down if you need to. What does that mean to mime something? So to mime something means to use your body to basically describe mm -hmm. instead of your words. Right. So you can use your hands, your mouth, your face. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea is, is to like, sometimes you don't even need the language, right, to communicate what you're saying, because you can, you can find other ways to do it with like gestures, with your hands, with showing something on your phone, like you said. Um, I don't know. Like I, I have a story I always like to tell that like, uh, I don't speak Italian. And then we were, uh, in Italy for a wedding and it was like in a really small village. So it was like a place in Italy where people don't really speak English and wanted to get a coffee before the wedding. And so I was ask, trying to ask for like, um, what would be called like a, a cortado, uh, or something like, like in Spain is a cortado. And I've heard now in English too, it can be called a cortado uh, with an American, American accent. But uh, which is just like coffee, like espresso with a little bit of milk, right? Uh, but I didn't know how to say milk, you know? So, and I didn't know what they would call this in Italian. And so I was trying to figure out like how to say milk. And I was trying, you know, the different language, like trying to say it like in Portuguese or Spanish to see if they would get it because they didn't understand uh, English. And uh, so then I said like, moo, like trying to say like a cow, you know, so they would, <laughs> they would actually get it. 
um, which also didn't work, but no, it was a valiant effort, you know? So then I just like eventually like, you know, um, I kind of like pushed myself above the counter to like look behind and saw where the milk was and pointed to it. Mm. Like, I know how to say like piccolo in Italian, uh, is it like a little and like I pointed to it. So, I mean, like, you know, I didn't speak much Italian, but that like allowed me to get the point across and got the right drink. And then they, they actually said, oh, macchiato. And it's like, oh, okay. It's called a macchiato in, <laughs> in Italian. So then, you know, for the future, I knew what to ask for. Exactly. That's a great example. You just have to have no shame when you're, when you're learning a language because like, it's like things get, get messy and everything and you just have to laugh at yourself. Yeah, that's true. I think that's the point. Like, don't be uh, so in your head or so self-conscious that you're, you know, not willing to make a little, um, you know, have a little fun, you know, make a fool of yourself from time to time. And it can be really fun, right? Like sometimes when you're, people will take it, like you just take it too seriously sometimes. Um, and of course, you know, you want the conversation to flow, you want the other person to understand you and stuff, but look at it too. Like, you know, you're, you're connecting with someone and stuff and like those kind of things, even like making, making a fool of yourself a little bit, those kind of things can like, they make you a bit more vulnerable. They make you connect more with the other person. They make you more interesting than just someone who's, you know, closing up being like, oh, I can't, I can't communicate and stuff. They didn't understand me. I'm, I'm so, I'm so stupid. I can never do this. Yeah. So have fun with it. Have fun. Yeah. Um, of course you can always try some survival phrases. We, we talked about some that you could use if the other person didn't understand you and you're wanting to clarify, you know, like, uh, or if you see that they're confused asking them, uh, do you know what I mean? Did you catch that? <laughs> do you follow? Uh, but you could also try other things like, you know, if they didn't understand you, you could be, you know, well, let me try this again. Let me try saying it in a different way. Let me rephrase that. Rephrase, that's a really great word, right? Like phrase it again. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So let me say it in, as we spoke, as we mentioned before, paraphrasing. So, you know, it's exactly that, Just, you know, saying it in a different way. It's more, maybe more simpler way. Or yeah, you could, you could even say that like, what I'm trying to say is blah, 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 and then saying it in a new way and saying like, okay, did they get it now? So having just like some of these phrases up your sleeve that, you know, in those situations, it doesn't have to become awkward. It's just like, okay, let me go again. All right. And if you have found these helpful, then Kase is also going to be doing a post over on Instagram that you can go check out at reallife.english that will give you some tips of things that you can do to prepare at home. So things even before you're going to the bar or the job interview or wherever out to the supermarket to buy some milk. Uh, <laughs> that you can do to already go and feel, you know, more confident in that situation and, and have the right words, have the correct pronunciation. So go out there, speak, make mistakes. If the person doesn't understand you, then try some of these tips. Have fun. Have fun. Let us know what you thought. Uh, if any of these were really helpful, we'd love to hear from you. And we'll, we hope to see you next week on the Real Life English Podcast. One, two, three. Oh yeah. Hey again, I hope you enjoyed today's lesson. Don't be a stranger. You can find all the notes like vocabulary, links, and more for this lesson on our blog at reallifeglobal.com. And connect with us and on Instagram at reallife.english for even more fun English recommendations. 
Do you want to continue your learning and get confident, fluent English? Then I have a couple great recommendations for you. First of all, check out our YouTube channel, Learn English with TV series, where you can have fun learning to understand fast-speaking natives with your favorite movies, series, and more without getting lost, without missing the jokes, and without subtitles. Second, if you like our podcast, then our real-life native immersion course is perfect for you. It is the next best thing to studying abroad in an English-speaking country. Try it for free with our three-part power learning series. Just go to reallifeglobal.com slash pod to sign up. Finally, if you are enjoying our podcast, then please assist us in helping more people go beyond the classroom and live their English. You can do this by sending a link to this podcast to a friend or by leaving us a five-star review wherever you are listening. We might even shout you out on the podcast. Stay healthy and safe, and I look forward to seeing you next week. Aw, yeah.